Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nine Pitches. My name is Jack from Cultaholic Jock. It's gone. <laughs> Keep it Cultaholic in. Cultaholic Jock gone. com, and I'm joined by Matthew. Uh, Matthew Greg, Matthew of Botchamania. How are you, Matthew? I'm doing great. How are you doing, pal? I'm good, thank you. And joined also by Ross Tweddle. How are you, Ross? Feeling very noncy. Oh yeah, you've got the facial hair there. <laughs> he wants to. I tell you through. what, if you want to, if you want a true test of character, just walk through a busy, bustling city centre, looking like this, and the looks you get will put hairs on your eyes. It's terrible. I can't wait but- for the end of the month. But not on your face as much as it might be. <laughs> I can't talk. I've grown mine out of laziness. And you can't even really what? see it in the camera. Yeah, I know. I know. Look. That's as good as it gets for me. Um, Do you want some of mine off me back? Still, <laughs> you got still, back hair? Yeah, but it's like it's not like really hairy or bald. It's like six hairs. Ugh. That's so, like my chest. Yeah, my like chest. Six like hairs. Well. Yeah. Not follically blessed. Anyway, uh, it is like nine Homer's pitches. Anyway, <laughs> it is nine pitches. Uh, and obviously the golden rule that we follow in nine pitches is it's not what we think is going to happen. It's, it's what, what we, we want, want to happen. You get the Disney sing-along head. It's like along <laughs> the lyrics like that. Um, obviously, if you've never watched this before, we'll rotate around and we'll all give three pitches each. I think it usually goes, um, is it Ross Matthew me or Matthew Ross me? What do you want to do? I'm easy. We'll like go Sunday we'll go, morning. We'll go Ross Matthew and then me. We'll do that three times. And in the end, we'll have nine unique and wonderful pitches for Survivor Series this Sunday. I should also mention that myself and Owen... Uh, we'll be live streaming on YouTube the uh, Survivor Series show. Our reactions to that, um, that's going to be on the YouTube channel and it's going to be a, a bloody laugh. Our predictions will be out soon and you'll know the score um, pretty soon. So, Ross, do you want to start us off with your first pitch for Survivor Series? I'm just going to read it out just so I don't get it wrong. But uh, Brother Love revealed to be inside of a big box being gifted to The Undertaker as a leaving present. Cultaholic Ventures Limited registered trademark The Brother Love Pop Happens. Netflix sitcom called Dead and a Heel Called Love starts. Dead and a Heel Called Love. Dead and a Heel Called Love. That's Is not that... the real one. Don't worry. I'm just cheesing you. Oh, just starting aye. things off with a mail. I'll just take it. I know it's crap. Uh, we're moving on to the, <laughs> the real pitch, which is uh, Tamina to interfere in the Reigns and McIntyre match. A Claymore kick to Drew. Roman wins. Tamina joins her bloodline. And then in the process of all that happening, Roman Reigns anoints her the brand new head of the table. Oh, he forfeits his own status as head of the table. I'm just kidding on that one as well, Jack. I was going to say, you, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I was, on? sat here, I was sat there for a good hour just trying to think of these things again. And that, th- those were the two bad ones. I've got three serious ones this time. <sighs> this feels like Ocean's Eleven. I know. It's, were they really in the vault? His <laughs> was and all that crap, in it? Um, my actual first pitch, excuse me, is bring back Survivor Series 2004. He's only joking. Wait, I'm not bloody so joking. I'm deadly <laughs> serious this time because uh, the, the the big issue for me heading into Survivor Series this year is the Raw versus SmackDown matches. The one time of the year where the Raw and SmackDown go head to head. The battle for brand supremacy, guys. The best of the best. And all that malarkey. 
It means deadly squat. I do not care. People want to outline the issues of the draft just happening a couple of weeks ago and half the Raw team, whatever it is, being on SmackDown and getting transferred over. So do those mercenaries really care? So I need some stakes added. Not just Otis, by the way. I need some proper stakes added to this matchup. The winners need to get something, so actually fighting for something that means something because the Raw versus SmackDown thing, it died a long, long time ago. And I want to see Survivor Series 2004 come back where the winning team get to control their brand for a month each, get a week. Maven, back in the day, gave himself a world title shot because that's exactly what he would do. And I want to see more shenanigans like that coming out of this year's Survivor Series. It's interesting that you say that because you obviously missed the podcast last week, but Matthew brought that up. He was oh. reminiscing about how great that was, and I agreed. Um, so I, I, it's straight away off the bat, it's a yes from me. 100%. Enough rambling from me, yeah. Let's just move on. It's a yes, oh, Matthew. Sorry. What are you picking? <laughs> sorry, I didn't realize. Were, right. you fin- were you finished? No, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah, what Jack said, uh, you're saying what I said last time. So it's a big, fat, hairy-backed yes from me. <laughs> uh, all these years later. What do we remember most from Survivor Series 2004? It is, of course, Maven using his power and becoming Raw GM, coming out of the suit and all evolution going, art oh, Maven. <laughs> and you're right. This uh, has been one of the hardest pitches for me to come up with stuff because there's not a lot going on in terms of uh, reasons to care. So I think having a reason to care, having someone come out and they have to be wearing the suit mm-hmm. for the quote-unquote Maven pop, uh, Maven Pop TM trademark off called the Holly King uh, 2020 all right. <laughs> what does reserve. it sound like, Matthew? The Maven Pop. Hey, it's Maven. I really, I, I would be yeah. silent for Maven because I love his theme music. I think it's phenomenal. So I'd just be listening tune, to that. Mike. Oh yes. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. It's like we're on the podcast again. <laughs> ah. <laughs> that that's the Maven Pop. Ah. Ah, nice reassurance of Maven turning up. Everything's going to be fine because Maven's here. Ah, would you would you have Maven turn up in this, or is this just purely? I mean, if you want to put that out there, Jack. I, I mean, do. why the why the hell not? I didn't think of that, but uh, why well, not have who, Maven who, have Maven come back to announce it wearing the same suit he was wearing in two thousand and four? He must have I was, it. I was going to say, who better to celebrate the Undertaker's thirtieth anniversary than having Maven come out and drop kick him out of the ring <laughs> and just jump about and loving it. <laughs> He's finally got revenge. That should have been one of my pitches. No, that's great. That oh, just, you, you, just use it. Why it. not? <laughs> I yeah. might do because because mine aren't brilliant. One one of them is one of them's all right, but not not great. I might I might sub it in later on if it doesn't go to plan. Um, Matthew, what is your first pitch? I'll try and mix them up because, like Ross, I have some silly ones and an attempt at being serious. Because okay. as I said beforehand, the narrative isn't this great. This pay per view, so. Mine is going to focus on the important stuff. Bobby Lashley's taking on Sami Zayn. One guy's the US champion. One guy's the IC champion. I think both men should retain their titles because it is, of course, an untitled match. It's all about brand supremacy and all that bollocks. And I think that they should go back to their respective brands and Mustafa Ali doesn't win any of them and I win my fiver (laughs) from Adam Pachidi. It's looking good. It's looking, looking good. very good. But if I there mean, was ever a time to do something with that type of thing, it's on this pay-per-view. So I'm going to use my time to remind everybody that this is still an ongoing bet. And it's very likely that if there was ever a time for it to happen for a title change, it's going to be this one. So I'm going to allow myself to open up to criticism and ridicule when Mustafa Ali goes, let's make a three-way dance and pins both of them off some bollocks. Was it? Is it by Survivor Series? He's got to have won it by the end of Survivor Series, or is it by the end of 2020? Uh, it, I can Series. say whatever I like, but Chitty forgets what the actual thing was. So <laughs> I'm going to say by Survivor Series. I think so, it was. And including Survivor Series. So. Yeah, I think that was the bet. And I, and I think you're looking... Well, you're going to be a fiver up because it's not looking good for Mustafa. And um, as Coldaholic has proven, you can buy a lot of good things for a fiver, especially absolutely. on Wish.com. Official um, Coldaholic sponsor. Not I mean, really. I'm, I'm tempted. To, I'm tempted to give it a yes because obviously it's really funny when Adam loses. We all love it when he loses prediction videos. He is the funniest at, at losing. He's the best loser in Cult of Holly by a country really mile. Is. Really is, and he gives it his all with punishments and stuff. And even if it's not a big public loss, even if it's just losing a fiver to you, I'm going to give it a yes, but tentatively because I'm worried that that fiver would just come straight out of the company account. There you go, Matthew. Oh, Have right, five right. of Cult of Holly's own, but now I'm joking. He wouldn't do that. He's very sensible, very right. sensible with our accounts. Absolutely, 100%. Is 
Aiden apparently, needs that yeah, five apparently. pound. Allegedly, anyway, yeah, yeah. We don't know. <laughs> he could be spending money on anything. Anything, we are, Matthew. We are very trusting. We are very trusting. <laughs> yeah. He's recently moved to Darris Hall, I've heard, in a big mansion. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Yeah. It's a resounding yes from me as well, but I, I need to, oh, yes. to, to stress that we need to make... This isn't going to be just a, a PayPal transfer or a bank transfer. It's got to be a yes. full-on ceremony where he gets down on the knee, hands over a pristine crisp, where he chucks it at you from two metres away, obviously, um, if that's even possible. After just the wind and everything, then perfect moment, send it flying straight into your hand. We need a big a big ceremony, that's all I want. Just a, a separate yeah. YouTube video that goes over the eight, the crucial eight-minute mark, of course, <laughs> of uh, Matthew receiving a fibre from uh, Adam. Me walking to... Uh... The Pachiti Manor, like this, going, oh, it's great, this, and could open, knock on his door. The butler answers, of course, and uh, hands me hands me the five pound and one of those old silver trays with the lids, and there it is, just a crisp five pound note. Yes, I think it'll be a, a, an exciting video. It's a Pachiti dollar, though. It's not a real five. Oh, no. <laughs> Entitles you to a month of back ramps, courtesy of me. <laughs> you love it. And then look up, and he's there in the window going, ha, ha. I'm imagining, anyway. the, I'm imagining his front garden from if you view it from a bird's eye view is his face like there's some bushes oh, and stuff no. his moustache and like the glasses are like fences and stuff uh, or pools yeah. two pools at the front that would be fantastic yeah thank you leader uh, and payer of bills <laughs> Jack what's your pick well because Ross went for an Undertaker one I'm going to go for my Undertaker one as well um, mine involved because we we've, it's been relatively quiet hasn't it on what Taker's actually going to be doing I'm assuming you'll get physically... You'll probably give someone a tombstone, I think. Savio but, Vega. Savio Vega. <laughs> but I don't think he'll... Um, he's not actually got a match, has he, as far as we can tell? It's a fair. It's a farewell do. It's uh, going to be in the in the function room inside the Thunderdome. We'll have a, a disco DJ there playing all the 90s hits and Savio Vega there with some roller cola and Godfather will be there playing some musical chairs. And who else is coming? There's someone else coming, isn't there? Ma- probably Maven be there. with the Panda Pops. Nathan <laughs> uh, Jones. Or Maven. The guy Nathan. we were talking about five minutes I ago. Said, I, thought said, I thought he said Nathan because Nathan Jones was his was his little protege. Imagine if Nathan Jones rocked up though and just like said, "This is for WrestleMania 19." Bosh. See well, <laughs> it's funny you should say that because my pitch involves one of two rematches from WrestleMania, and I can't decide which one I like more. One would be my favorite Undertaker WrestleMania streak match, which is obviously the handicap match against Albert and Mark Henry. Was it? It's my favourite one. I don't know big, who was in it. Big Show. Big Show. Big Show, sorry. not He had a separate one with Mark Henry, didn't he, of course? The casket well, That match. was a casket match, yeah. Um, A-Train and Big Show. Um, I want a rematch of that match, obviously. Uh, but this time, Nathan Jones has to get involved in full Mad Max attire, drives down to the ring, and finally helps out Taker. Because wasn't it that it was meant to be a tag match to get Nathan Jones over, but they realised he couldn't wrestle, so they had to pull him from the right. They were doing rehearsals through the week, weren't they? And then Undertaker realised he wasn't very good, so recommended he got taken out the match, and he did. The, the same he got, Undertaker. He, he got attacked by some really crap people as well before in the pre-show, whatever the pre-show was called back then. Was it Lance Storm or somebody like that? I forget it? who it was. <laughs> it was a group, a group of not very good people. That wasn't Big Show and Albert. Attacked him for some reason, I'm sure. I can't remember who it was. I'm he came out at the end. Carry on. Came out the end and helped him, didn't he, though? He came out and saved the day. Um, God, Nathan Jones. I've just thought as well, I hope that WWE's favourite band in the world ever turns up on Sunday. Saliva. Limbiscuit. Limbiscuit? Limbiscuit. Limb to play their stick. hit. What's it called, Ross? Rolling. <laughs> oh, no, I thought the theme for WrestleMania 19, so just to hear JR oh. go, oh, Limbiscuit, our favourite band, playing the hit Crack, Crack Addict. Addict. <laughs> <laughs> Crack Addict. <laughs> That's right. We love crack addict. <laughs> um, so it's either that match with a Nathan Jones run in to save the day at the end. And I saw that someone was talking about it ages ago now on our channel. It might have been Ross. It might be one of you two talking about how before a SmackDown or something, or maybe before a pay-per-view, Taker's just in the ring with Nathan Jones beating up jobbers as if it's real. He's like coaching him through it. As the show, like as fans are filtering into the building, it's weird. So strange. Um, either that match or obviously Sean and Taker gave us two of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time and I just say we complete the trilogy and just send them out there and see just see if it's any good just see what happens 
No, Matthew's shaking his head. <laughs> it's just you, you had more enthusiasm for Nathan Jones possibly remembering how to wrestle after 15 years and then, oh, and then they can have a, maybe put a match together. Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. Well, if Does Crown Jewel mean nothing to you? <laughs> the, the, the sacred ending God. of Shawn Michaels' career when he broke his nose off a moonsault. Oh, my God. Oh, and Kane's mask got punched off his face. <laughs> Have we watched the, uh, uh, the Brothers of Destruction thing on the network where they're both sitting down having a chat? It's just funny to see him speaking about that match now, how they thought it was, obviously they couldn't think anything else, could they really? But how they were just acknowledging, yes, it was crap, Kane was laughing, how his mask never ever came off ever. That was the only time, and of course it had to happen then. It's a worth a watch. Those the, the Paul Bearer documentary in that one, if you haven't watched it, watch it. Unbelievable mm. stuff. Thank you, Ross. I wasn't aware of that. And thought... now you've said Paul Bearer. Now you've got the Tash, <laughs> mate. I can't understand. <laughs> he was him. You were him for Halloween, weren't you? That was Adam. That. Who were you? I was brother the most Love. popular superstar. Your brother, brother Love, history, of course. Yeah. Of course, I'm sorry. Um, so all the eighties managers played by Ross. <laughs> Next week, Mister Fuji. <laughs> oh God! Oh my oh, word! Maybe not Matthew. Oh. <laughs> what I've just thought is how harsh of Undertaker to be like Nathan Jones is crap. He's not having a WrestleMania match with me. The same Undertaker who. Jobbed out clean as a whistle to the Grey Carly, just like cause. I'm pretty sure it didn't he. Yeah, Carly pinned him with a foot on the chest, didn't he? Did I? Oh my word! Oh, yeah. You can't do that to the dead man. Uh, so that's mine. One of those two matches. Just give me your nose. Throw your your nose into my the nose. ring. Go on. Not your nose like that. Oh, okay. What have we got? What's happening? Here? Are you giving What's, it a yes or a yeah no? Yay or nay? Oh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, cheers. Uh, yay for Nathan Jones, just because wow. I'm glad that someone remembers him. Uh, and also, you managed to talk about Nathan Jones and not talk about the most memorable bit about Nathan Jones, which wasn't the fact that they got him and realised he couldn't wrestle. Oh, no. Uh, it wasn't even the fact that he nearly got thrown out of an airport for joking that he had a bomb in his shoe. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's the alleged rumour that Nathan Jones was taking so much steroids that he was physically lactating. Oh, so out if the he does, uh, th- That's right, yes, like, pss, like that. Um, so wow. if Nathan Jones does come back for this fantasy booking and they're all backstage with Maven and the Panda Pops and the, uh, you know, Best of Spice Girls album, um, you know, someone says, oh, no, we've run out of material to make out White Russian. And then Nathan Jones approves up and goes, g'day, and then does that. <laughs> What if in the match, Taker's like, he needs to make his comeback, but obviously there's no urn, there's no Paul Bearer to help him. So Nathan Jones gets in the ring, he has a quick suckle of his teat, and then he fires up from all of them. <laughs> or it's like Kurt Angle with the hose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine right. oh, that. Oh, Nathan Jones at ringside spraying <laughs> his tit into the ring. Brother loves swimming like Vince was. <laughs> Puddle of milk. <laughs> No worries, Undertaker. I've got him. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a beauty there. Oh my god! Um, right, this video has gone tremendously so far. Ross, yeah, you know what? This is way better, more expectations for this predictions video than I have the actual pay per view itself. Thank you, <laughs> Ross. What's oh. your second pitch, please? Uh, I'm going back to a, a few weeks ago on Monday Night Raw where we had uh, the Fiend and Alexa Bliss sort of stood in the ring, hand in hand like that, and then they got surrounded by retribution, and then things happened. And then I can't remember if it went anywhere, but I don't think it did. Did anything happen after that involving those two? I don't think, because The Fiend's well, been sort of stalking Randy Orton, having the, the puppets pop up in the background of shots and whatnot. So it looks this, like Randy Orton versus The Fiend is something we're going to see in the not-too-distant future. This week, it seemed like Retribution were feuding with the Raw men's team. So mm. I think they might have moved on. I don't know. Yeah. Not going to do anything on Sunday anyway. But my pitch, just coming off that random segment a few weeks ago, I need to see just an impromptu... Mixed tag team match announced in the um, in the kickoff show where we have the Fiend and Alexa Bliss and a pissed off Retribution who are pissed off because they beat the Hurt Business on Monday Night Raw and then they're not on Survivor Series. So ugh, how does that make any sense? And basically, I want to see just Alexa Bliss and Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, just dismantle Retribution, absorb Retribution, strip Retribution back of all the bollocks that we think is so stupid and so naff, and then Retribution becomes... The Fiend's Army, and insert cool names and cool gimmicks and cool attires here. That's what I want to see happen. Get rid of Retribution, because there's nothing wrong with the wrestlers themselves. It's just an awful gimmick. 
So give them a better one and align them with the field. As the the, the fiend gets a, the, I said the field there, didn't I? The Get field. them in the field. <laughs> align them with the fiend and have the fiend have an army. Why not? I'm Ooh. already giving it a thumbs up. I'm already giving it a thumbs up to everything you're saying, Ross, because you look like that one guy in the pub who knows how to fix everything. But I'm giving this a big fat thumbs up because they shouldn't be the fiend's army. No, 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 no. <laughs> they should be the fiend's new puppet. <laughs> that's fantastic he's like yowie wowie let's say hello to my friends and he looks up and it's slapjack how you doing I'm all right. you know that's brilliant that's that'd be way more entertaining than threatening if the six inches tall <laughs> god Matthew i thought you I, I thought you actually meant like dress um t-bar up in like huskers the pig boy attire and have him bouncing around the backstage area i thought that's that could work as well <laughs> So many ch- It just looks like Rainbow, basically, with all these bizarre people dressed up as things. Oh, mate, another belter. Can't just wait half, for it. Just half the amount of cocaine, though. That'll be off the rails. The oh, cocaine. That, that. It's a no, then. It's a no. The, the cocaine involved in Rainbow was terrible, reading about it. Oh, really? Oh, wait, is that a real thing? Nah. <laughs> oh, right. I wouldn't be surprised. I really wouldn't, wouldn't be, be surprised. Would you, would you? Nah. Bloody zippy. What's he like? Yeah. <laughs> um, so... First Don't of all, bungle not... that line. Sorry. <laughs> First of all, I'm not surprised that Matthew's gone for yet another puppet-centric suggestion because he loves it. But <sighs> also, is better with puppets. Everything is better with puppets. But also... It's in the Magna Carta. Yeah. <laughs> but also, um, it's a yes from me too. Because obviously when they thought of Retribution, clearly it was kind of inspired in sort of bad taste by all the, like public unrest that was going on in America at the time. So they had no long-term goal for retribution. It was just, here's a thing that's current in the news-ish and they didn't have anywhere to go with it. So we need some way to, you know, get them to do something useful. And I think that's the best way. I'm worried that in real life, they're just going to disappear after a while and it'll just be one of those weird things that happened for a bit. So it's, it's a yes for me to avoid that fate for retribution. Uh, Matthew, your second oh. pitch, please. I'll wait to do my Undertaker pitch after a few because I want to see there's no crossover between you fine gentlemen's Undertaker idea. There hasn't been. Woohoo. Undertaker comes out very slowly, like a 1995 PlayStation 1 loading screen levels of walking. Takes up a lot of time here. Not a lot happening on this pay-per-view, as we know. Uh, I've seen this be his final farewell until we see him at WrestleMania 2021. <laughs> Undertaker starts talking. <laughs> He reminisces about all the Survivor Series memories he has, like when he took on Hogan for the title in 1991, when he no-sold King Mabel's leg drop in 95, and when he made his debut at Series 1990. And a voice pops up over the PA system and goes, yes, Survivor Series 1990. You weren't the only person to make huh. your debut at Survivor Series 1990, were you, Undertaker? And Undertaker looks at the Titan drawing and goes, is that an egg? That's oh. right, a giant egg suddenly appears, pushed on stage, possibly by Brother Love, but maybe not. With the, And who else should pop out of this giant egg? But the gobbledygooker, via the miracle of birth, appears out the egg and chair shots, chair shots Undertaker to the head. Uh, sorry, sorry, lower back. And then the gooker grabs the microphone and cuts a fearsome bird promo on me, Mark, by explaining that he was supposed to be one with a big push, the Hall of Fame career, and the pancakes with his wife. If only he'd arrived... Five minutes before Undertaker got there, then the Gooker would have been the super cool, spooky dude. With Paul Berries as manager, he would have been known as the Poultry Geist. Oh, that's the only reason you've pitched this is to get that in there. <laughs> that's Acts One and Two. Act Three, Gooker attempts to shove Undertaker into the egg so he can push it off the stage like DX did back in the day. However, lucky for him, Kane takes time off his busy schedule from doing politics to save his brother one last time, and he vows to turn, uh, vows to burn the Gooker in the fires of hell so it would become fried chicken. Turkey. Wait, was the Gooker a turkey or a chicken? Um, I would have said turkey because of Thanksgiving. That's what I think, and he's going to come out as a Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, I never got that. Is the Gooker become a fried turkey? turkey. Don't interrupt the story. It's Sorry. disgusting. People always tell you that you interrupt me too much. Um, <laughs> but then another guy in a chicken or turkey outfit chair shots Kane in the head or lower back and Kane drops to his knees in disbelief 
as Hall of Famer and professional gambler Pete Rose returns oh. to even the odds. <laughs> Setting the stage for the absolute final match of Undertaker's long and illustrious career at WrestleMania, the Brothers of Destruction versus Poultry in Motion. Oh, God. He's back with another pun. Fantastic. The role Where's of Adam Mo- Pacitti will be played by Mafu this week. So. Uh-huh. And that's where's, it. Where's Poultry from? I mean, sorry, where's um, In Motion from? Is In Motion Pete Rose? No, it's exp- Poetry In Motion. I get it, I get it, but po- the tag team's name is Poultry In Motion. Where Just does chickens. The Motion... Where does what the would motion you call... Uh, sorry, where's Chicken the... Tonight, the fearsome no, 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 tag no. team. <laughs> tag teams often, what I'm saying is, like with Air Boom, Air is Evan Bourne, Boom is Kofi oh, Kingston. Oh. So is oh, the motion shit. bit Pete Rose in a way? Or it doesn't matter, it's not too big a deal. Yeah, Pete Rose was associated with poetry. I've tried to find out what the gobbledygooker is, but I've just found Hector Guerrero's Wikipedia page, and we've got the same birthday. That's good. Congratulations. Thank you. Cheers. Oh, what did you get him? <laughs> the chicken. <laughs> Dunno. And he replied back, I'm a turkey, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. It started off the Wikipedia article was like member of the illustrious Guerrero wrestling family. I was like, oh no. He's most famous for being the gobbledygooker. That's really sad. Have you seen him in interviews? Uh, a few no. years ago, he did one. He said, damn it, I'm sick of people crapping on the gooker. It would have been great. It was amazing. The kids loved it. And oh. you go back and watch his debut. So obviously it was Night Night on the network in HD. And there's kids D in that. <laughs> is he the one so. who looks proper like Eddie? Or is that another member of the Guerrero family? Hector looks like, like Eddie, doesn't he? Is it Hector? Yeah. He's got the pencil moustache off to a T, hasn't he? Mm. Yes, mm. you have, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough about, enough about silly things like Guerreros and good wrestlers. What did you think of this amazing pitch? Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm amazed that you've done a pitch constructed around, like, all the key figures from Undertaker's past, Kane, Gobbledygooker, Pete Rose because of Kane, and you've not crossed over with anything Mayor Ross said. So for that, I give you a yes, obviously. I'm all on board as well, Matthew, to be honest with you. But uh, just the chicken tie-in, even though he might be a turkey, we've got to have another memorable figure from Undertaker's past getting involved, and that is the KFC colonel himself, HBK Shawn Michaels. Oh, Remember that? Yeah. When he, was the, when he was the colonel for some reason. Oh, what? A couple of years ago, no one remember this? Yeah. So he, on no, the kickoff show, it was, it was, yeah, uh, it was him and then Dolph Ziggler became... I thought Ziggler was the colonel, yeah. Shawn Michaels was as well. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Wow. So it all ties in and makes complete sense, but like, there you go. Do you remember yeah. when they had those developmental wrestlers as super KFC fans at ringside, eating, oh. just eating the KFC? And then one was what on was 205 that? Live the next week. <laughs> <laughs> what Shocking was one that. Oh, it was so good. That's right, the fa- the KFC family, because of the KFC bucket, we have, they have a family <laughs> eating KFC at ringside. <laughs> <laughs> a very athletic, big family. <laughs> Yeah, a family made up of well-tanned, tattooed, buff people. Wow, that's what that chicken need. I love whenever they whenever they get a um a a wrestler on to be like a doctor or a lawyer, 
they look like a porn star yeah. just before the scene starts because they're like huge and oiled and tanned yeah. and they've got like a haircut and it's like yeah. it makes them look like a porn star because they don't look like that profession at all it's brilliant hello i'm dr simon miller appearing in this backstage <laughs> promo <laughs> people tell simon that he looks like a specific porn star actually uh, yes okay matthew's familiar I mean, I'm sure a lot of people watching this, or maybe not, sorry, people watching this with families are familiar with that yeah, one yeah. actor who uh, has a multitude of roles. He looks so much like Simon, it's crazy. Johnny yeah. Sins, is it? It is. Who? <laughs> Coincidentally, will be appearing at The Undertaker's final farewell this Sunday. <laughs> anyway, um, Jack, it's your turn, I believe. Is it me? I've got a serious one, actually. Oh, no. I know. So I'm, I'm not too enthusiastic about it, but I've gone for a match that I think could maybe steal the show a little bit if it goes well. Uh, that's the New Day versus the Street Profits. And what I think should happen is that it's a really hard-fought match, loads of near falls back and forth. And to prove themselves, I think the Street Profits should win clean. And then afterwards, they do the big hand raise and everything. This is where it might fall down, though. Then I think the New Day should, like, jump them from behind and beat them down. Oh, oh, oh. Immediately, Matthew's not happy, but Ross is. And then we get old heel New Day again. Because when the New Day were heels, phenomenal. The only issue is that the New Day are so popular these days and so beloved that it might not work. So I don't know. But what do you think? I'll go with Matthew first to get the bad the bad news out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry to be that one dude, but heel New Day? Nah. Okay. Nah, there's, there's some things you can't do now. And you're right, they did start off like that. Um, obviously, the, the very start of New Day was very different to what it ends up becoming. Nah. Okay. Uh, especially not when they've just been introduced as being in Gears of War. I mean, the, the, kids won't, the kids won't want to play it. Oh. Playing as them. <laughs> okay. they're, they're bad lads. Want to play good Fair lads. Enough. So, uh, absolutely not. It's a nice idea, and you're right, it would, you know, build momentum, that expression we love hearing for New Day on Raw, and the kind of dead tag team divisions they have. But no, there's got to be another way of doing it. I'm sorry, Jack. It's a ne pois for me. Fair enough. Ross? Well, I couldn't give a toss about the Gears of War stuff because I won't be playing, so that doesn't apply to me. So that's, that's a non-issue for, for me. Um, yes, as Jack said, 2015, New Day, SummerSlam 2015, that era, that sort of time going into 2016, that's the best New Day. And they've been baby faces long enough now, for goodness sake. Sometime in 2016, I think, they would have had their official babyface turn, and we're now like near the end of 2020. That is way too long to be making merchandise money and stuff like that. And they were making merchandise money when they were heels as well. So that's not a consideration either. But I think it also gets over Big E, you know. Big E was oh. the conscience, the glue that held it all together. When you take Big E away, take Big E away, it all just falls in on itself. And Big E's just a noble horse on SmackDown. <laughs> I love Big E. He's always been the best member of the New Day. But yes, I fully agree with oh. this pitch. It's time. It's time. It's heel new day time. One I'll... yes and one no. I'll t- I'll take that. I think it's more than I was expecting. I'll go for. Um... Wait, what? In fairness, about? though, I'll Ross's go, Ross's uh, rundown of that was way better than what I said. So <laughs> <laughs> don't don't um... be so down on yourself, Matthew. Anyway, sorry, Jack, what were you saying before I really interrupted you? I really don't know what my mind was doing. I went, I'll go for, as if I get to choose which one I'll take of your oh. opinions. So I was like, I'll probably go for Ross's, actually. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ross, can we have your third and final pitch, please? Uh, I'm going back to a pitch that I think I did for WrestleMania 36, where in the build-up we saw The Undertaker talking about this mysterious and holy trinity, and at the time we didn't really know what that was. It turns out that was just the fact he was going to have this gimmick where it's sort of a, an amalgamation of all of the three main takers, well, the two takers and the, the real Mark, the real Mark himself, that bloody <laughs> Mark, uh, Mark Calloway himself. Um, but I'm going to sort of take that and apply it to the Survivor Series because as we're sat here right now, SmackDown's final men's Survivor Series team member is a mystery. So take ourselves to the ring, the matches, or the, the, the entrance for this mystery man is just about to happen. Seth Rollins takes the microphone, and obviously it's all about the Undertaker Survivor Series. I imagine there'll be balloons and stuff in the background of the, the shot all night long with Undertaker's face on. It's going to be that in our faces, I reckon. So Rollins in the ring going, I'm the Messiah. I'm not going to do the impression, I can't be asked. Um, I'm the Messiah, this, that, and the other. He's the Ministry of Darkness. Oh, I'm more like the Ministry of Darkness and stuff like that. 
and he runs <laughs> down the Undertaker, and then all you hear is like, "I hate you." Oh. Shades of 1990s outcomes, brother love, who in turn introduces more shades of 1990. Ted DiBiase. DiBiase gets on the microphone, cuts the same intro just about that he did all the way back in 1990. I introduced you, The Undertaker. We hear Roddy Piper's voice bellow throughout the Thunderdome. Look at that ham hock, whatever he said back in the day. Uh, Undertaker comes out. He's dressed in gear. We're thinking, ah, bollocks. He's going to wrestle. I don't want to see this. It's not a cinematic match. It can't work. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be terrible. But The Undertaker stops halfway down the ramp. And he gets the microphone out and he just starts talking, waxing lyrical about this unholy trinity and how he tricked us into thinking it was um, this uh, the, the, the amalgamation of the three the three gimmicks or the, the two gimmicks and the, the real man. And then we get to a I'm just rambling now. We get to the point where he's like, oh, I'm going to build for the future. I'm going to give like a new mysterious spooky man all of my spooky powers. Oh, look. Ah, all that bollocks. Out comes Alistair Black. Right, we got there. Oh. Alistair Black is now anointed as whatever term Undertaker wants to give Alistair Black. We have the Ministry of Darkness, the Lord of well, Darkness, whatever he wants to call him, here in 2020. And Alistair Black is using the Undertaker as a launch pad to become the main event star that he should have been for so long now. And I know you're going to say tables are in his future, Selena Vega, all that malarkey, but it's what we want to happen. I want to see Alistair Black still be something in WWE in the face of all that Twitch malarkey that's going on. And maybe The Undertaker could become his manager because they're both spooky. That's the only link and they've both got tattoos everywhere. There's another link. Um, but yeah, there we go. Undertaker sort of teases getting into the ring to, to take down Rollins, but then no, it's Alistair Black. And I've got no idea which brand Alistair Black is on. Hopefully he's on SmackDown, but if he's not, who cares? WWE don't care about the, the draft, do they? So why should I? But there you go, Alistair Black getting launched off onto a main event run, I guess. Whew. Ooh. I felt like I was speaking for about 10 minutes there. <laughs> it was good, that fantastic, mate. Well done. <laughs> We're definitely over the eight-minute mark now, just for you, Russell, though. Well done, lad. <laughs> Money. Well, there was a lot of uh, valleys there. It was like a little roller coaster there, Ross. I mean, fantastic having Brother Love come back. I'm very confused why he said, I hate you. That's not what Brother Love said. He said, I love you, because his name was Brother Love. Uh, but confusingly, Ted DiBiase would come out. I thought you were going to lead to having the Underfaker come back. Oh, <laughs> that, that, We've I thought got that's to as well. Good, is, good Brian Lee, is Brian Lee still alive? Uh, yes. Uh, him oh, and Maven God. will both be appearing at the same... Wrestling convention online uh, via Cameo, I believe, this weekend. <laughs> um, yeah, so some good bits there. Some uh, Alistair Black getting a push. Yay, all in on that. Having Alistair Black as El Geo del Undertaker. No, there has never been a successful gimmick in WWE when they've been the new version. The, the, the new Blackjacks, the new Rockers. Um, after name it's just two. So there's many. Uh, oh, uh, Darren, they were good. Darren Young is the uh, the new Bob Backlund. Um, <laughs> you know, so many great moments there. No. Uh, also, it's going to really suck if Alistair Black has to have Undertaker as his manager. It's a two-second entrance for Alistair Black and then a 10-minute one for his manager. <laughs> Maybe he so, has like a, 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 what's it called? His a motorised wheelchair. I don't know what yeah. they're called, Matthew. A mobility scooter. A mobility scooter, that's the one. But an evil one. Whoa, it's painted black and has cobwebs on. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. rolling. <laughs> just... Yes. It plays that but like a trumpet, like those ones that play like a ratcha. Keep on rolling. Yeah, I can see that kind of working for a bit before, you know, he goes to the other brand. Uh, no, not NXT. I mean, Twitch. But... <laughs> I'm going to give you a half thumbs, the Street Fighter Special, as we call it. There we go. Uh, because I like the idea of Alistair Black getting a main event push because I think he's very underrated and deserves more. But having him being Mini Undertaker, not for me. Sorry, Ross. I still love your moustache. What do you think, Jack? I'm going to give it like one of them, like a 45 degree, like Ooh. in between that and that. I'm going, I'm going this, I'm going this specific. I'm going north by northeast or whatever. Um, because I really like Alistair Black too. And out of all of the people who got called up from NXT that t around that sort of time, like Ricochet and all them, he is the one that I would have like put my house on. Like they won't mess him up. They just can't mess up Alistair Black. And then they sat him in a room 
and his gimmick was that he doesn't wrestle so i'm doing that because uh yeah i just really want to see alistair black get a chance uh, and i don't care how they do it so i'm fine with him being the new taker and then hopefully down the line he'll turn on him and kick him in the face way yeah so it's a almost a thumbs up from me i think i've just realized as well he's on raw isn't he Alistair Black's so the pitch. That's all right. Even That's fine. No, what am I doing fine. here in this That's, job, eh? It's fine. Get off, Ross. Arsenal. Is he actually there? Because I don't think he's been seen since the draft. He had that few denning match with Kevin Owens, and that's been it. Are you definitely oh. sure he's on Raw? No, I'm I not. think I'm he has. I think he might have been recently. Not sure. Yeah, but you know what, Ross? I, I also will go from a. Um, what's that then? If that's 45 degree, and that's 90. Oh, zero angle, I guess. Um, to a 45 degree one. If. They have a bit where Alistair Black is in his room going, who wants to mess with me? Da, da, da. Who is it? The Undertaker. <laughs> oh, hello, Undertaker. Let's <laughs> <laughs> come out of his room. Yeah, that, that'll help him. That'll help his gimmick. Wow, The Undertaker from the award-winning WWE Network. <laughs> is this going is, is to be like a, a like Mike situation where Undertaker's yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a poster on his wall talking to him? You can do it, Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> Gee whiz, really? Yeah, yeah I can't. Mouth moving like, do yeah. it for me. <laughs> I imagine him looking like Terence and Philip from South Park. Just the... <laughs> I want to see like a Tenacious D parody. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alistair Black just breaks out into <laughs> some sort of rock song based on The yeah. Undertaker. <laughs> You've done it now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, 45 degrees thumbs up. Well done, Ross. You've, you've convinced me. Get it. Uh, my final take. Uh. It's me next. I've been interrupted, so I'll carry on. Again, there wasn't much to talk about, so I'll really scrape the barrel here. I was just going to put something like Reigns will win the tight. Uh, sorry, obviously win the match. I beg your pardon. With help from Jimmy Uso, and then it go, the show goes off the air with Jake giving him the evil eye because now he's the favorite Uso. But I thought that was too boring. We don't do these normal takes here. So um, instead, I'm going to go with the news that Drew McIntyre was given Vince McMahon's sword on Monday Night Raw. You know, Vince McMahon's sword. And that gave him the strength to win back the title from Randy Orton. Was that really Vince? Have I missed this? Apparently, really Have you not read this news story? Have you not read Aiden, Aiden Gibbons' news story on cultaholic.com? Apparently There's Triple H and Stephanie gave him as a present one, yeah. Gave it to Vince? Vince, yeah. He'd have loved that as well. Yes! Imagine him Christmas Day, just God... Come here, Linda. Ah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Matthew, go on. Ah. Secret, Secret Santa's a bit different when you're a millionaire. Um, <laughs> so I think neither Drew or Roman should be losing or looking bad. So I think he'll go to a non-finish because Miz will run in with the money in the bank and cash in and be like, yay, Miz. So therefore, Drew will go, oh, no. Um, he realised that that sword just wasn't enough strength. So he'll have to go to Vincent Mann for another power item. <laughs> And on the next week's Raw, Drew McIntyre will come out for the championship match with Miz with half a T-Rex. Oh. As evidenced by the fact that Vince McMahon has half a T-Rex skeleton in his office, as seen in the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, which is the only highlight of that rotten show. And oh. he'll wear that. He'll come down to the ring and he'll come inside that music. And he'll go... Rrr! And then when the referee's not looking, he'll bonk Miz with the head of a T-Rex skeleton. That probably costs $14 billion. And he'll pin him. And he'll rename uh, the show Monday Night Raw as a result. Oh, <laughs> See, these are crap picks. I've never written from Pachiti. These are crap picks, awfully written. As long as they end in a pun, it's all right. That is the Pachiti way. <laughs> yeah. Um, is he carrying it just like that? It's huge around it. Like... It should be on his shoulder, like Judge Dredd's shoulder pads. I, I they, like... they, should, they should get Jordan or Meg Behint to sort of dress up as the T-Rex. Oh, Drew's just riding yes. his back. <laughs> I'd like yeah. to see him do the Bubba Ray Dudley ladder over the head spot with the T-Rex skull and just like... I miss walks into Yeah, yeah. What'd that be called if he put the T-Rex head on and then gave it the old Glasgow kiss? What would it be called if it was a T-Rex version of that? Oh, the... Amazing. Prehistoric. <laughs> the prehistoric the... peck. The... Yeah. Teutonic Jurassic... plate headbutt. Ju- yeah. The Jurassic... Eye. Yeah. Pull yeah. The Jurassic Eye. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that is the end. Was that a two eyes from the Yeah, yeah, why not? I heard yeah. I eye, 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 Captain. Yeah, of course. Wow. Really good. Dinosaurs. Is that a clean sweep for, for me for once? 
No was idea. Was it? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was anybody the dinosaur kid at school? I wasn't. I liked them, but I wasn't the dinosaur kid. No. Matthew? Oh, I liked them. Yeah. I got that... Um, I'm either really aging myself here or not at all. There was a magazine that uh, the ad that was that you'd get the first few pieces. It was going to progressive blah, blah, blah. I'm talking complete crap here. I'm sorry. You got a T-Rex skeleton. Like, obviously mm. not a huge one, but like uh, one that you constructed every issue. It's one of the very few, uh, one of those examples where a magazine comes out and the first one's discounted price. You're supposed to like build all the pieces as you go along. That's the only one of those I think that actually got to the end because I had that T-Rex skeleton. Did you have the Robot Wars magazine? You get you get, you get little No, did you wee. Did you got to make a robot from that? A tiny little one, yeah. Oh right. But I never finished it. I, also the, also go. the James Bond magazine with the cards. Love that. It's like top trumps. Oh. Brilliant. Anyway, um Rocking my, to the podcast, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> my last pick is uh so in the video, the music video for Busted's Year 3000. <laughs> The three members of Busted. Have you seen it? Are you both familiar? Mm, underwater. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The three members of Busted, Matt, Charlie, and Jay, uh, or James, sorry. Uh, they all go to the future, to the year 3000. Uh, everything's underwater. And they uh, towards the end, they, they go to a Busted show because they're still alive somehow, future them, in the year 3000. And they lock them in the dressing room and they go and play the show. Them their youngest, the younger Buster go and play the show themselves. Um, so that's what's going to happen, I think, with Retribution and the Raw Survivor Series team. They're going to lock them in the locker room, dresses them, and then come out and be them. <laughs> so you've got like T Bar trying to do a stars like, like all that sort. Of, they try and do all the moves and everything. You know, um, here we got Seamus is on there as well. I mean, Slapjack can be Seamus if he wants. Um, and you know they they lose, but you know, it's just for it's just for fun. And then the real, uh, obviously the real Raw Survivors series team are like it keeps cutting to them like trying to get out and banging on the door. It's all comedy, and eventually they come out and and batter Retribution. Um, I've not thought too in depth about this one. I can't think of like a, a class ending or anything. I I don't know. Busted's Year 3000 came on shuffle when I was getting ready for the... Yeah, so I don't know. What, what do we think? I'm not going to be too harsh because we have been <laughs> pulling at straws for this show because it's just like, who do you want to win? That guy, all right, cool. But yeah, I like the idea of Retribution being a, a, a UK wrestling show circa 1998. <laughs> yeah. um, and you might as well. You know what? You have been, you guys have been very nice to me. I'll give it a thumbs up. Um a sympathy because, thumbs up. Yeah, it's a sympathetic oh. thumbs. It's a there, there, Jack. That's awful. Yeah, because it's retribution. There's nothing they can say to make themselves better, and vicariously, there's nothing they can do that's going to make them any worse. So why not have, why not have Slapjack as AJ Styles, and do the silly things, and in fact that would probably mean more than the match we're getting because this will have uh, repercussions for them on Monday Night Raw. You have booked it better. With this busted right. analogy, better <laughs> long term than WWE. So well done, Jack. Thumbs up from me. What do you think? We Ross? could do. They could do all. Wait, they could do all kinds of like busted music videos. They could crash a wedding. They could go to school. Go for... to a half pipe. Yeah, yeah, the BMX one. That's <laughs> sick. That that video is. Cl- I used to think they were so good. They are good. They are good. What am I talking about? Yeah. Sorry, Ross. Go on. Uh, it's a yes for me because, as you said, it. I can't get the visual of Dio Madden slash Mace. Try to pretend to be Matt Riddle. That's what I've got in my head. <laughs> just him like floating down to the ring like Riddle does. I just can't get out of my head, and I, I want to see it happen. So it's a, it's a resounding yes from I me. I feel like the disguises should include paper cut out like masks, like you'd get on the front of a magazine <laughs> for with a string around the back of the head for each one. That would be class. No. I want it now. I want to see. It. Do we that think they're actually? Class. <laughs> do you think? Do you think they're actually going to get involved in Survivor Series or not? Retribution. They will at some point, surely, because that's yeah. what everyone wants to see. But then again, they went missing, didn't they, when they were breaking the Thunderdome? When it came to a pay-per-view, they couldn't break in. Do you remember that? The last two uh, over, over the summer there? Yeah, I don't know. Who cares? Retribution, eh? Load of bollocks. <laughs> Another thumbs up to Ross. <laughs> right, well, that's our nine pitches for Survivor Series. Thanks very much, everybody, for watching the video. 
And uh, once again, I'd just like to remind everybody that myself and Owen will be reacting live on Sunday night to the show uh, on the Cult Arlick YouTube channel. So do join in. Uh, any final thoughts from uh, you first, Matthew? Uh, Jack will be reacting to Survivor Bye. Series. Owen will be playing the PlayStation 5. Owen will be bragging about being the champion. He's become insufferable. Like I would love uh, to kick Owen in the face. When the social distancing's done, a swift bro kick. If I can get I mean, my leg that high. Thankfully, I'll, Owen isn't that tall. Maybe I have to do a claymore because my tight jeans like Drew McIntyre back in the day. But I agree that the, the endless gloating on Twitter, there's no humility to the man. He's a typical... I'm going to I'm going to oh. I'm going infu- to oh, infuriate no. an entire oh, portion no. of the country here. He's a typical scouse. Oh, loud mouth. Yeah. <laughs> he hid it for a while, didn't he? He hid it. I he came across quite humble. Really nice, really quiet, sweet little choir boy type. Gets the title, all of it comes out. All of it terrible. Get it off. And there's him. been strippers and cocaine and all. No, I'm joking. It's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> have you seen his smug face that he does? In selfies no. and that, with the belt, he goes like, oh, oh. Good lad, Owen. Good lad. Anyway, I mean, I was going to ask Ross if he had any final thoughts, but I don't know. <laughs> Death to Owen. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, they've started doing this thing, by the way. Have you noticed this? When me and Owen were doing our football manager stream on Wednesday, uh, people in the comments started saying, or people in the chat started saying EWO. Apparently that stands for the Editor World Order. Apparently they've formed oh, a little union. Down. Bloody hell. It's sad. Union? Don't say that word. <laughs> <laughs> Owen has been... Re- oh, we would like to wish Owen well with his future. Um, so you're you YouTube gaming. I don't know if Sam's like a traitor because is he like a scab because he's a presenter as well or is Sam like their leader? I'd imagine he'd be the leader, wouldn't he? Yeah. He's been doing probably. it the longest. That yeah. is true. Aye, so that's happening. There's a revolution brewing in Cold Holly. Uh, yes, thanks everyone once again for watching. Uh, leave your why not you know what why not leave your picks in the comment section down below and we'll have a right laugh and um stay safe everybody stay positive in these taxing times and we'll see you very soon hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. <laughs>